welcome, welcome to your backup plan. We're live today, so if I say something wrong, well, we're just going to have to go with it, right? I'm so happy to have everyone here today with Walking with Tina on a Saturday. So welcome, welcome, everybody. I am Tina again. I am from your backup plan app, and I'm here to share some interesting concepts today about celebrities. Yes, celebrities, you know, every second week we talk about celebrities, family estate feuds. And today we are going to concentrate on Kurt Cobain. And I know who you know who that is. And it's going to be an awesome show because there's going to be things in here that is untold so far. Some, some conspiracy theories, some all sorts of cool things. So welcome to our show today. If you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? Click down here at the bottom and click subscribe and please follow or share it with some friends, family. We're, we're here to help you guys and it's going to be an awesome show. I am a financial advisor and an emergency preparedness coach and a best-selling author of In the Blink of an Eye. Just like that. We have, we, I'm also a podcaster. We share um, each and every week, lots of different shows. We're going into our fourth season already. I can't believe it. Um, and it, it's just crazy because we have a Facebook group that's getting bigger. Um, you can find us on your backup plan app VIP group, ambassador group, group where you can share concepts, you can share ideas, you can share, ask questions. And you can um, enroll in any free webinars that we're going to be holding coming up in the summertime and the spring here now. And, you know, we take things for granted in life. Um, but things can change in the blink of an eye or in one breath. So I want you to, you know, look at what celebrities are doing and not doing. And we're going to share those today and figure out what can we do differently that would help? Um, you know, we're not Superman. We think we are, but we're not. And in life, we're going to have something happen. We just don't know when and we don't know what. But we know something will or a variety of things will. Definitely. Not just one sometimes. And not just death. You know, could be wildfires, emergency preparedness for um, floods and crazy tornadoes that we've been having in the last year, hurricanes. And so I'm going to take a quick mom moment because we're going to talk about the life and death of Kurt Cobain and the band uh, teammates that were, of course, part of Nirvana. And we're going to talk about some things that they did and didn't do. So stay tuned. We're going to have a quick commercial break. Welcome back. You're back with us. And I can hardly wait to get into this because there's so many cool things that um, I've gotten from different resources. And, you know, we're going to talk about um, uh, first before I start, um, the only company that sponsors this is your backup plan. And so I'd like to make sure we let everyone know about that. And we, you can follow us on all platforms, um, Pinterest, 
twi Twitter and TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest. And you can find us everywhere. So reach out if you have any questions, post them down below. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get the party started. So the life and death of Kurt Cobain we were going to talk about first and the battle of Kurt's estate and the controversy and the conspiracy theories around that. We're going to talk about the legacy of Kurt Cobain and, of course, uh, somewhat of a conclusion around, you know, all the things that I was able to find. So let's get started with the introduction. Let's start with who Kurt Cobain was for those that didn't know him. Um, we will be discussing how the death sparked a legal war between his widow, Courtney Love, and his bandmates over control of, of his estate. Because let's face it, any musician, any type of business as such is classified as a business. And sometimes when you're running a business, they don't want the business partners do not want a wife or a partner influence when there is a death. Because it, let's take an example of a metal shop or an automotive shop or something like that. And your husband or your spouse is part partners with others of this business and your husband passes away. Well, in that case, what would happen is you would have difficulty because if you get the business, if all the shares are only in their name um, um, on, on, on death, then you wouldn't have a part of it. But if it's been set up that you get his share, then there's always problems with the partners because the spouse may not know anything about the business. They may not know anything to do with how anything works or anything to do with accounts payables or accounts receivables. And so it makes it really difficult or the specialty of the craft. So it makes it very difficult for someone to step in and be a partner of something when they don't know anything about it. So that's always something to consider before anything happens, of course. So let's get started with the life, the tragic tale. So uh, Kurt Cobain's early life, his rise to fame with Nirvana and the events leading up to his death. We will also discuss the impact that his music had on the world and the circumstances surrounding his passing and the emphasis on the fact that he did not have a will. And Kurt Cobain was born on February 20th, 1967, not far from me in Aberdeen, Washington. He grew up in a troubled household with his parents divorcing when he was just seven years old. And as a teenager, he struggled with drug abuse, uh, drug use and depression, uh, but he found solace in music and eventually became, he formed the band Nirvana in 1987. By the early 1990s, Nirvana had become one of the most popular bands in the world, thanks to a large part of To Their Hit, song Smells Like Teen Spirit. You know, the impact that Cobain's music had made it a profound, profound impact on the world. And his, his lyrics spoke 
I was testing that out, became synonymous with the grunge movement of the 1990s. Their music influenced countless other bands and helped to define a new era in rock music. Cobain's tragic death in 1994 only added to the mystique surrounding him and cemented his status as a cultural icon. And he was only 27 years old when he was found dead. On April 5th, it's coming up in 19, well, we just passed it this week. In 1994, Kurt Cobain was found dead in his home in Seattle, Washington. He had died from self-inflicted gunshot wound to his head. The circumstances surrounding his death have been subject to much debate and speculation, of course, over the years, with some people believing that foul play was involved. However, the official ruling was actually suicide. Despite being one of the most famous and influential musicians of his time, Kurt Cobain did not have a will. This meant his estate was left in limbo after his death and with no clear instructions on how to divide his assets. This led to a legal battle between his widow, Courtney Love, and his bandmates over control of his assets. Because they inter they intertwined, his personal life intertwined with the business that he was part of. And in the life and death of Kurt Cobain, his tragic death of fame, fortune, and no will, despite his immense success as a musician, his lack of a will left his estate in chaos after his death. Nevertheless, his music continues to inspire and resonate with people around the world, and his legacy as a cultural icon also lives on. So we're going to go into... Um, the legal battle that ensued after Kurt's death. We'll dive into that and discuss the various parties involved involved in this dispute, including Courtney Love and his bandmates. And we will examine the different arguments that were presented. We will also discuss the outcome of the legal battle and the implications. See, I can't talk the implications it had for Kurt's estate. Um, after Kurt's death, a legal battle ensued between his widow, Courtney, and his bandmates. The bandmates included Dave Grohl, Chris, I'm not sure if I say this right, Novoselic, who were also co-owners of Nirvana's publishing company. And despite centered around control of Kurt's estate, which included the music rights, the royalties, and the assets. Of course, there was arguments in court. Of course there was, because in any legal battle, there always is. And the legal battles over Kurt's estate lasted for years with both sides presenting arguments. Courtney Love argued that Kurt had intended to leave her in control of, her of his estate, citing letters and other documents as evidence. She also claimed that the bandmates were trying to take advantage of her 
and we're only interested in profiting from Kurt's legacy. And of course, the bandmates, on the other hand, argued that Kurt had never expressed any intention of leaving Courtney in control of his estate. They claimed that they were acting in Kurt's best interest and were only trying to preserve his legacy for future generations. And of course, the outcome after years and years of legal battles, a settlement was eventually reached in 2002. Courtney Love agreed to give up control of Kurt's publishing rights and royalties, which were then transferred to a company called Primary Wave Music. The bandmates also agreed to allow Courtney to maintain control of Kurt's name and likeness, as well as his unreleased recordings. The legal battle over Kurt's estate had significant implications okay, of, for his legacy. The dispute highlighted the importance of having a will and clear instructions for the division of assets and death, especially after death. It also demonstrated the complex and often messy nature of legal battles over celebrity estates. That's for sure. It was a defining moment in his legacy. The dispute between Courtney and his bandmates highlighted the importance of having clear instructions for the divisions of assets after death. For the likes of you, me, celebrities, musicians, singers, it doesn't matter. We need to have clear instructions. While the outcome of the legal bat battle was ultimately a compromise, it served as a reminder that even the most famous and talented individuals are not immune to legal disputes over their assets. Isn't that the truth? That's what I've been telling you, isn't it? So the conspiracy theories, um, of course, there are many conspiracy and controversy theories surrounding Kurt's death. And the official account of Kurt Cobain's death is that he died by suicide on April 5th, 1994 in his home in Seattle, Washington. He was found dead by a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, as we talked about. But the official report also noted that Cobain had a high level of heroin in his system at the time of his death. And despite the official account, there has been many alternate theories proposed over the years. Some have suggested that Kurt was murdered, possibly by his wife, Courtney Love, or someone else. Others have suggested that he faked his own death and is still alive today. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? I don't think I have a... Oh, no. There we go. What? That's a what moment. And there's little evidence to support the theory that Kurt Cobain was murdered. The official investigation found no evidence of foul play. And many of the claims made by those who support his theory have been refused or refuted. Similarly, a little evidence support the theory that Kurt faked his own death 
While there have been alleged sightings of Kurt over the years, none of of these sightings have been confirmed, and there's no evidence to suggest that he's still alive today. We need a da-da-da moment, that's for sure. You know, I guess there's theories about everything. There's theories about the Ogopogo. There's theories about um, werewolves. There's theories about all sorts of weird and wonderful aliens, you know? So who knows? But I thought that was kind of interesting to talk about. And despite the lack of evidence to support them, the conspiracy theories surrounding Kurt Cobain's death continue to be popular, of course, always changing. And they have had a significant impact on the way that people view his legacy and have contributed to the myths surrounding his life and death. But of course, it's always, it still remains most likely explanation. It's important to remember that the speculation and rumor should not be taken as fact. We don't know. And so we'll talk about how Kurt Cobain's, his music and his life continue to inspire people today. And we will examine the impact um, that it had on the music industry and his popular culture, and we'll discuss his lasting legacy. And I wanted to take a second and talk about legacies, because we always think that a legacy has to do with maybe income that continues to flow after someone's death, or a legacy is a business, or a legacy is a, a pot of money that someone is leaving an inheritance. But a legacy is much more than that. A legacy could be the poems that you write, or the songs you write, or the music you play, or the videos that you you do every year to those that you're leaving behind. It could be made up of um, the smells of perfume, or scents of perfume, or aftershave. It could be uh, scarves or socks. Um, it could be a, fa- a favorite pillow that you pass down. It could be artwork or hobbies of interest. It could be all sorts of things that you can leave and think about. And we do talk about these in our webinars over on our Facebook group. So make sure you um, come over there and follow us and, and join because there'll be all sorts of free webinars. We do family conversations. We do, um, we talk about legacies. We talk about our treasure box and what you're going to put in it. We talk about paperwork and we talk about um, getting together your policies and understanding them. And of course, then we talk about our programs that we're going to be having coming up. As you can see um, behind me here, I've highlighted all the different programs that we're going to have, and um, I'm really excited about that because we're really helping a lot of people understand what they have and what they need to get prepared for. So in, of course, the legacy of Kurt Cobain, um, we'll, we'll be focusing on the legal battles that have arisen since his passing. He was an iconic figure in the music industry known for his raw talent, incredible stage presence, and intense lyrics. He was the front man of the grunge band Nirvana, which rose to fame in the early 1990s. 
and help define the sound of the decade? Kurt Cobain's untimely death in 1994 shocked the world and left fans mourning the loss of one of the music's greatest talents. Since his passing, there have been several legal battles surrounding Cobain's legacy. One of the most notable disputes involved the release of his journals. And there we go. That's a fun fact. I'm getting the drift of this. It's like a game. Um, the the uh, Courtney Love allowed the journals to be published of the release of his journals in 2002. His widow, Courtney Love, allowed the journals to be published, sparking controversy among fans and critics alike. Some argued that the publication of the journals was a violation of Cobain's privacy, while others saw it as a way to gain insight into the mind of a troubled genius. The publication of the journals also led to a legal battle between Courtney Love and Cobain's former bandmates, Dave Grohl and Christ. Love had excused the two of trying to steal Cobain's legacy by using his likeness and music without her permission. This dispute was eventually settled out of court and Courtney Love retained the rights to, Cobain, to Kurt Cobain's likeness and the use of Nirvana's music. Wow, that's crazy how it can keep, it's, it's like a haunted forever lasting court issues. It's crazy. Another legal battle that arose after Cobain's death was the fight over his estate in 1997. Love filed a lawsuit against their surviving members of Nirvana, alleging that they had improperly withheld royalties from her and her daughter with Cobain, Francis Bean. Isn't that the sweetest name? The lawsuit was eventually settled with Love receiving a portion of the royalties and control over Kurt Cobain's publishing rights. And of course, in recent years, there have also been disputes over the use of Cobain's image and music in various projects. In 2015, Courtney Love filed a lawsuit against the makers of the documentary, The Montage of Heck, claiming that they had used unauthorized footage of Kurt Cobain. The lawsuit was eventually settled with the filmmakers agreeing to pay Love and Francis Bean an undisclosed amount. Despite these legal battles, Kurt Cobain's legacy continues to inspire and captivate fans around the world. His music and his message will still resonate with people today, and his influence can be heard in countless artists across multiple genders. While the disputes over the legacy are undoubtedly painful for those involved, they serve as a reminder of the enduring impact that Kurt Cobain had on the world of music and popular culture. Kurt Cobain's cult legacy is a complex and multifaceted one, marked by both triumphs and legal battles. As fans, we can continue to appreciate his music and his message while also respecting the privacy of those closest to him. And that goes for many different celebrities and influencers out there and musicians. 
Um, that's that's crazy how it just ongoes. It just it's an ongoing battle of continuous um, fighting for rights and and legal rights and legal legacies and all sorts of craziness. So I wanted to um, mention also that leaving, making sure that your paperwork is completed and that you have a current will, which gives full instructions of what you want. And these are discussions to have with business partners. And these are also discussions to have with band members. So when you're starting a small business of any sort, whether, whether you have revenue from it or not, it should always be discussed on how you want the picture to look. Let's say Kurt Cobain didn't pass away, but he became um, unable to sing, unable to talk, or um, he was paralyzed or what have you. That still needs to have that discussion before something happens to what the band members and Kurt Cobain would like to see have happen. And those are the discussions that we need to have. And that's why we call our podcast with your backup plan, plan Talking Taboo with Tina, because of that particular instance. Because it's all taboo subjects. We don't like to talk about the what ifs. We don't like to talk about what happens when, and we don't certainly like to talk about plans because it's, it's, I think it seems like it's too much work for people or, or that they're Superman and, you know, Tina, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing's going to happen to me, but it does. Something will happen. We just don't know what and when, and those are the kind of moments that we need to take with our family or our loved ones or our business partners and discuss what happens if, uh, if there's A, B, and C and part of the business and we don't have a B member anymore or something happens to C. And who's going to look after those jobs that that person does in the meantime? And what's going to happen after if there's a passing? So those are all discussions that we talk about in the emergency preparedness program that we're going to be launching soon as well. And there will be coming an app for small business entre entrepreneurs, small and medium-sized companies, so that they can start a succession plan and they can also have these conversations like we do as a family. And I know they're difficult family conversations, but believe me, we make it fun. We have alcohol if you want. You can have coffee or tea. You can have as many people as you'd like. We normally have about four to eight people at a family conversation. And that's because each person has a worksheet that they fill out. And each person goes around the table and we ask the questions. And one of the questions that we look at talking about is what happens if, if this happens, what would you like to see happen? And those are all where we go around the table and we laugh and we have fun and we talk about these kinds of things to make things easier for everybody around. So um, I wanted to make my video 30 minutes, otherwise my boss might fire me. So we don't want that to have happen. 
And I want everybody to make sure you do like, share, and subscribe down below before I forget to mention it. You know, I love coming on here, talking more about celebrities and more about the little bits and pieces of your backup plan so that we can talk about it. We can talk to boot until, well, leave it up to me. I'll continue talking about it. But I, I like to talk about it because it's so, I'm so very passionate about it. And if we only do two or three parts of the puzzle, those are two or three more pieces that we've done that your loved ones don't have to worry about or think about or, or try and find in a lot of cases. I know he had a will, but where is it? That's the most famous last words. So I, I so thrilled to have you guys on and please like share and subscribe to our channel. Follow us down below. I'd love to have you here. Of course, of course, of course. And of course, I'm just getting used to this. Are you prepared when something bad happens? That's, of course, what we're all about here. Having a plan, an emergency preparedness plan for the just in case. So thanks for coming on board today. I didn't want to make it too long. I wanted to keep you all involved in the conversation. Um, we look at the last five years on our podcast with you know, some amazing people where we talk about on our YouTube channel as well on all podcast platforms. And we're going into our fourth season already. We talk about whether they're emergency preparedness um, teams or whether they, we just had Ed Conley on our show. We talk about grief a lot. Uh, we talk about um, what would you do if you had one day left? We talk about um, all sorts of things um, that have to deal with being prepared and the trauma or the sickness that's surrounding different people in life. Uh, we've had Parkinson's and cancer topics and all sorts of different things. We've had um, Theo Fleury from, from a, a previous hockey NHL player, and we've had uh, Caleb from the Humboldt. Saskatchewan hockey team survivor. We've had um, a drug. Um, how do I say that? Um, I don't, I lost my train of thought there for a second. We've had um, drug use. No, they're not users. Sellers, I guess. I don't know. Um, and we've had all sorts of things where people have turned their lives around um, and made a real change in their world and in their life and those that they are surrounded by. And it's really awesome. Very awesome. And so like Mike Tyson always says, everyone has a plan till you get punched in the mouth. Isn't that the truth? So take every moment. Every moment is magic. So make every moment count. And um your backup plan is just at the edge of your fingertips. It's there to help you, guide you, support you, and ensure your life's puzzle pieces in this complicated world are in one safe place. So that being said, thank you for coming out today. Thank you till next week. We're going to have a different topic next week, and I'll see you over there. Um, and if you're thinking of someone special today, 
that you haven't talked to in a while, make sure you reach out to them, tell them how much you care and love about love them because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Okay, everybody, stay safe, be kind. Thank you, Kurt Cobain and bandmates and Courtney Love for the journey that you you have you guys have been on. It's been a very difficult one. And hopefully we can learn a few lessons from all of this. So thanks, everybody. Till next week. Bye. Stay safe. Be kind.